Hey guys, if you remember, we had ads for Harry's Razors a while ago, and that didn't really work out so well because nobody cared. We have a new sponsor that actually makes sense because I like to drink, and you guys do too. It's called Wink. W-I-N-C is how it's spelled. Based on a quiz that you take on their website, which is really fun, asking you about your flavor profile, if you like blueberries, if you like your coffee black, if you like cream in it, what color shoes you have, what state you were born in, all that stuff goes into it, and they will send you a box every month with new wines for you to try. You can skip any month. You can cancel any time. There's no membership fees. It's good for people who don't have access to a good wine shop in their neighborhood. All of our listeners in Alaska, Alaska and places like that are unable to really get some bomb-ass ones. All you have to do is go to trywinkwinc.com slash the stew. And when you do that, you'll get $20 off your first shipment of wine. You can be one of those people where you just come home from work because you hate your job and then there's a box at your door and you think it's going to be like Amazon paper towels, but it's not. It's four bottles of wine that you're going to drink tonight. Trywinkwinc.com slash the stew if you do that even if you don't like it even if you think it's dumb just do it anyway and you will help support us thanks guys enjoy the show Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. I'm Jason Stewart, Andre Conaparo. Say hello. Hi. Hi. We got one guest today. Hell yeah. Food writer, food editor, food yes. book writer. What else? Uh, I think that's mo- That's it. That's yeah. it? Yeah. Family man? Man about town. Man about yes. town. Silver Lake resident, Garrett Snyder. Say what's up, bud. Great to be here. So I'm so stoked to be on a. Uh, on, <laughs> I'm stoked for a Jason and Andre show because I'll love to little stew, but Dang. I think you guys have. You know, I'm not gonna, just going to come on here and start S and your D. I'm listening. But what does that stand for? Keep talking. Um, Jason, stop it. Deliciously. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I didn't think of a D. Uh, but no, you guys have a good uh, repartee. I mean, I don't listen to too many podcasts besides mm-hmm. this one occasionally. My okay. wife listens to a ton. Nice. You guys have a good back and forth. I gotta say, <laughs> it's 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 you know Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson. You know, there you go. He's got the little. You got the sarcastic remarks. He's got the ins. You know, it's good. It's good. He's got the what? What did you say? I would say like mm, he like you know he's got the sincerity. He's got the he'll like. Really ponder something, and you'll have the little quip. You know, you'll have the little. You can, you can tell that little, he really cares to give somebody, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To give somebody some <laughs> earnest information and pro tip. Yeah, uh, and you're yeah, you're just here because it's like, what else? What else do I have to do with my day? <laughs> no, that's a bit harsh. That's harsh. No, I'll, you guys are doing a great job. I'll take I'm that compliment. To be here. I'm a let little, Andre have that. Sure, that's okay. fine. Um, yeah, yeah I'm that? just yeah. Andre just tells me where to be, and I just show up, <laughs> yeah. and here I am. <laughs> No, but I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I'm a little surprised I didn't come sooner, but, you know, happy oh, to be here. We're super well, excited we didn't to have yeah. you. But we didn't yeah. really cross paths until recently. You I know? know. Well, I was telling you that, man, I, yeah, I've been listening to Them Jeans for yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. a solid amount of years. So. It's weird how this little food world kind of just envelopes on top of each other. And you meet, I meet people all the time. They're just like, man, this is weird. But I saw you DJ like eight years ago at some wedding in dubai or some you know some 
That's never happened, but like a, a bizarre, <laughs> say, wow. a bizarre out of the, example. Out of the 2,000 <laughs> examples that really did happen, he made up one that occurred in Dubai, which is good. Never been to Dubai, but like it's always something weird <laughs> yeah. like that. Like I'm from Orlando, and I saw you in 2009. It was fucking sick. And I now, vomited for like a week. And now I'm, so a, now I'm a Michelin star <laughs> chef, and I have you know it's just weird things like that. But I met you, uh, I guess. In this world, when we did the Night Market song yeah. cookbook chat awesome. with Chris, and you co-wrote the Night Market book. Yes. Incredible. Does that mean uh, which get, I own. Yes. Do you get free Night Market? Uh, depends. He'll, he'll, throw, he'll throw me a uh, crispy rice salad here mm. and there. I'll Come on. Up. Are you serious? I'll get, yeah, you know. I'll take that. He's giving me play. I mean, yeah. He'll I'll take that. some wine. I don't know. He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, he's a he's a generous man, so he'll he'll hook me up. He is a yeah. generous man. So, but I'm there a lot, so I can't be I can't be you know. Yeah, that's a good point. All the time, I'm there a lot. If so. he's there once a month, maybe he gets a whole plug. If he lives above, uh, it's like, hey, it's yeah. your guy. Like, yeah. yeah, from yesterday yeah. and the right. day before that. <laughs> and, and a lot of del- a lot that. of delivery to or takeout. I don't do delivery because I'm literally walking distance, but I'll do the takeout because you don't want to mess though. with that. It is a lot of stairs. <laughs> But you don't want to mess with that that weight, you know, sometimes. I got a bad reputation in college because I was bartending and, and dealing. <laughs> no, no, not so bad. But I used to get just crushed by my friends because I got caught once driving a half block to pick up a hamburger to go from this steakhouse that was down the street from my place. But I bartended and dealt poker in a poker room in Santa Cruz for a little while. And I had late nights. And I was like, I'm not walking a half block. I'm going to get in my car. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, I, I don't see double by the time I it's get there. It's very Kylie Jenner of you. And yeah. I still, I think once in a while, I'll still, around the old crew, I'll get, I'll get a little nudge in the ribs for it. Be like, oh, yeah, did you drive down there? I'm like, it's been 20 years. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, hey, and also, you don't strike me as a drive instead of walk guy for a short distance. No. I'm Especially on. since you cut your teeth in the streets of Manhattan. That's right. Walking capital of America. I'm walking here. Hey, hey, I'm walking over here. The point is, is if you want to be honest and say that you do get delivery all the time, you're in a safe yeah. place. Oh yeah. Well, I'm no, so I'm like morally. We're also lazy pieces of <laughs> shit. Well, I'm like weirdly morally opposed to like getting delivery. I'm all about takeout because it's like you're already kind of giving up a little bit because you're not eating the food in its home turf, fresh environment. Totally fair. And then look, all the respect to the delivery drivers of the world, but I mean. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna have a little more sense of purpose, getting it and then rushing home and eating it. Maybe a couple know. snackies out of the box on the walk. Oh, you know? Several, several. I mean, there's yeah. If it's those <laughs> party wings from Night Market, there's like three gone. I mean, yeah. there's definitely yeah. Will you? Which is something I like to do when I really care about what I'm getting takeout for. I'll bring something to read, like a magazine, and get there. Like eat. I'll call it in, and then immediately <laughs> get there. So I see it bagged, and I grab like. Oh, get yeah. it as quick yeah. as possible. You want to be on top of your if I game. give, if, like if I care, if it's like yeah. whatever, I'm just grabbing something. Fine. Yeah, I mean, I used to. I worked at a Lebanese restaurant for uh, hmm. several years in Culver City, and I would always give out like very. Uh, you'd give out like shorter uh, time estimates because you don't want to be the fool. When they show up, and you're like, oh, it's going to be 20 minutes. And they get there, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. It's not ready yet. You yeah. want to have your ass covered. So you're like, oh, it's going to be 30 minutes. And then, But then you feel bad because it's been sitting there for like 15 minutes. This is the, this is the dirty side of it's hard to restaurant time. takeout world. This is why I don't go to Culver City very often. 
The restaurant's no longer there. It was bulldozed. It is now condos, which is mostly yeah, this is why because of that shitty takeout game yeah. they had for yeah. so long. I mean, Damn. that just. You should see the Yelp reviews on the takeout timing for that place before they bulldozed it. <laughs> so you're so you did have a little experience in the food game on the other side of the counter. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean I worked in uh had lots of food jobs, um a server, I was uh I worked at a steakhouse. I was a barista at the Nordstrom's Cafe in the Grove, which was <laughs> wow. the craziest shit. Uh, For listeners at home, the Grove is a giant tourist trap outdoor mall in the middle of Hollywood that is kind of a joke. The original farmer's market was there, and it still is there, but it's also not really a a place where people go to buy vegetables. Also not really a farmer's market. Yeah. but The only reason why people I know go there is like Apple Store. Yep. Yeah. Movie theater. Lots of tourists. Yeah. But But, But like confused tourists. Like, yeah. I just got the flight from, like, Germany, and I guess I should go here, yes. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I would, like, yeah, because, I mean, I would work, I'd either work, like, the morning shift, which would, you know, start at 7. And also and the Nordstrom's is the, a department store that yeah. sells clothes. No, it is. And you sold yes. coffee in there's there. Not, there's not as many anymore. <laughs> they have cafe. I will say their coffee is really good. That it, that weirdly but did they do hard? Isn't the food pretty good too? Food's pretty good. Yeah, they have like like a, there's yeah. worse restaurants at the Grove and yeah. the farmers market oh, for than sure. there is in the cafe at Nordstrom. Yeah, because mm. I've eaten at them before. And I'm yeah. always like, this is pretty good. But yeah, the Nordstroms like they they like they're interesting. I guess it's based. I think it's based in Seattle or Washington, hmm. and so they like they're all you know the the coffee scene up there. <laughs> like well, I mean back in like the 90s when it was just like mm, crunchy. Right. They, they cared more about coffee than. Than the average town in America. Sure, we, and, we've all yeah. seen Fraser. <laughs> uh, but I would go in, yeah, I'd go in like at seven a.m. and there'd be nobody in the Grove, and they'd still be like pumping out like full volume <laughs> buble tunes on repeat. Oh god, and buble. it's the most surreal shit. Where you're just like, so this, full nightmare. Yeah, like it's like a it's a weird bad dream. Would or, you or would you'd you work the late shift, like closing yeah. eleven o'clock? And that was funny because there'd be kind of like a, I don't know, like a wealthy, wealthy like Muslim young single set crowd that they don't go to bars. Obviously, they don't drink. Right. Mm-hmm. So they would just like, you know, it was like a meat market. You'd like hang out on our patio. So I'd be like, excuse me, I got to take down the patio umbrellas. And they'd be like, Ugh, you know, like they'd get all offended, like <laughs> chain smoking outside. And I'd be like, we're closed, you know. So wow. It was just a weird, it was a weird scene. Um, Super chill. Mario Lopez would come in though. That was cool. Were you when this was happening? Were you dating your now wife? No, was not. So was there a lot of inner inner grove hooking up? You know, inner grove uh, hooking up. That's a good question. It was funny because checking out the hotties down at Barney's <laughs> Co-op. <laughs> the funny thing was, you seen the new girl at the Apple Store? <laughs> there is, yeah. <laughs> Everyone she who, smokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, have you seen the new valet guy? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, I mean, I think there was kind of a scene. It was funny because everyone there, there was this idea that, oh, you start in the coffee shop, I, you know, you're going to work your way up to the sales floor. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking sell men's shoes. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just here to, I'm here to make coffee. Like, I feel like I took being a barista way more serious than anyone Right, mm-hmm. I was like, right. oh, I'm going to be the best at making drinks." Everyone's like, "Yeah, it's fucking." Yeah, everyone's cafe. like, "Nobody expects this food to be good here, so yeah. we don't care." Yeah, but uh, but in that in that Nordstrom's food chain, selling shoes, I think is the top 
top yeah. level because you yeah. get those commission sales. So there was a guy who started as barista, got promoted to shoes, and he would like come over oh, to the bar and like kind of lord it over and be like, oh, "What's up, guys? I'm selling shoes now." You know, and that man was Mario Lopez. He sure was. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> How uh, many times did you spit in that guy's espresso? Oh. Lost track. So you're happy to be out of that world? Yeah, I mean, I miss it a little bit. I mean, not that particularly job, but like I. So do you want to do a coffee pop up this weekend? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> my, yeah, my milk Stephen game. Mm. I think it's still there. <laughs> uh, no, but the other thing that was really cool was when I, it was I was freelancing for like, and I was doing a story for Los Angeles Magazine before I worked there, and it was on Wolf's Mouth. Now, currently, you're the food I'm editor for the, Los yeah. Angeles Magazine, yeah. LA's best magazine. Best magazine <laughs> in the biz. I like uh, it. And a it's, a, it's a, off, like we were talking before the pod, often a better food magazine than actual food magazines. Yeah, I, I mean, so. it's, it's funny because it's a, you know, it's what's a general interest mag, so you're not just kind of focusing on food. I actually love general interest. Oh yeah, it's the most it's generally interesting all the time. Right? Um but yeah, I mean like I think uh one thing when we're running about food, we think okay, is this going to be interesting to someone who doesn't a give a shit or b know about food? And I think sometimes that yeah, in the food world now you can it can kind of get a little uh, you know, navel gazy and and so to kind of have and also like my editors people I work with a lot of them just aren't really into food. So mm-hmm. it's right. like a gut check sometimes. I may think something super cool and interesting, and they're kind of like, oh. That's interesting. Know. Yeah, so it's a good way to kind of like, yeah, it's it's nice to have that different perspective. Um, does that does that affect the the stuff you write about negatively? Uh, yeah. You don't want to get, bit. it doesn't let you get full Lucky Peachy in that shit? No, I mean, that's the thing. I think it's a challenge because I want to, like, I'm super into telling, I think, Lucky Pete stories. That's what I, super interests me. Mm-hmm. But you have to think, like, okay, what's the what's the root of the story? And I think that's what Lucky Pete did well. It was, like, cultural mm-hmm. commentary. It was, mm-hmm. looking, it was looking at things. Um, like, I loved, you know, their L.A. issue because I felt like it took a lot of food store things that maybe if you were an Angelino, you'd say, oh, I already know about that. But it said, okay, we're going to look at it in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, early I had written – I had worked at L.A. Uh, Magazine before this job. Uh, I had worked at LA, L.A. Weekly as the food editor and the staff writer before that. I'm like the uh, – Oh, people, wow. I'm like the Grover Cleveland of food <laughs> publications. I've worked – like non-consecutive jobs at many <laughs> publications around town, mostly just because it's like, you know, I was always trying to get a, a job that paid more or something that, you know. Right. When I was a staff writer at LA Weekly, at, I was writing like three articles a day, and I was making like, yeah, I think I was making like 22000 a year. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm getting paid to write about food. <laughs> and then like after three a while, articles like, a day. Yeah. It was, it was different. I mean, that was the really, that was the time when like LA Weekly um, was just, Putting out tons of content, mm-hmm. and you know, it was the height of the blog mm-hmm. era, mm-hmm. I guess. <clears throat> sure. But yeah, I mean, like you know, I'm that was when Noah Galutin was writing. Yeah, um, Tian Win, just a bunch of people now who have who've gone and done awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's always been a bit of a grind, and I feel like now it's like shit. Like it's starting cool to, to open be. up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, in those early days, I was running a story, a little sidebar about Wolf's Mouth. The underground dinner, mm-hmm. um, yeah, one of the first kind of big yeah. pop up restaurants in in a private home, yeah, where you have to be invited and get tickets, and yeah, Aziz will go there and <laughs> do stuff. 
Oh, there's yeah, there's some uh, interesting characters that that come through. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had I was going to do this story, and so I emailed Craig, who's the chef, and I was like, "Yo, um, I want to like just come in, kind of observe, or, or just like hang out and watch." Because like I didn't, I mean, it's pay what you want, but like you know, I didn't really have a bunch of money. Um, so I just kind of hung out and I, I was super fascinated. I was so amazed by like how he operated and Craig is a guy who can just go on for hours. I mean, he's like, you know, has so many thoughts and, and things he does. Um, but basically after I had finished that story, I was like, dude, I, I kind of want to come in and just like hang around. Like I find what you're doing super interesting and your crew is really interesting. Um, and he's like, well, just come and wash dishes. And so I was like, cool. And so I would come in. Yeah, yeah. And just like do dishes and hang out and like help with prep. And he would pay me, like, you know, he'd give me some cash. And this is like probably twice a week. And I did that for about a year and um, mm. just would kind of do it on the side. So you just um, kind of staged at Wolf's Stage, yeah. It's funny, yeah. I mean, I didn't think of that at the a time, fun, but. I mean, that's like a fun environment. Cause it was, I loved cause it. Because yeah. I think everybody was trying yeah. to figure it out as they were going. Too, yeah, and that's which, a, yeah, and that's the thing with the writing. You you feel so cooped up, and like you know, it's so like you're just always trying to like type a few things out, and you're not getting up and stretching when you should. Mm-hmm. Right. And then to have a thing where you go in at like six o'clock, and then like work your ass off until like midnight, and then you're like, oh, it's done, and it's like it just feels this really sense of accomplishment that like the endless chore of. I think yeah, writing Physi- doesn't, physical doesn't, labor and completing a task physically, yeah. you get such a different level of satisfaction than closing your laptop after a great story. That oh you're yeah, at, you know, yeah. So and going to bed and putting your head on the pillow and being like, oh yeah, yeah. That, all that that's happened to me like eight times in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Hi guys, sorry here. We had a little audio dropout, but we asked Garrett about Hawaiian food, and this is what he said. Did you did you go hard in the paint and uh, Hawaiian food too on that visit? Because you can go some dark places oh, with real God. gnarly food with oh Hawaiian food. I'm so obsessed with Hawaiian food. Uh, did poke every day. Yeah. Did like uh, I think I lost track of how many coconut shrimp orders. Yeah. I made over the course of the trip. Love those. But uh, yeah, man, what like just. It's just a cool thing where it's like now everyone's, you know, fusion or whatever. And it's, I think for some people it's like kind of a negative word, but like Hawaii is like the proof that like it's awesome. And like no one in Hawaii yeah. is sweating like, oh, am I, can I eat this? Can I cook this? It's just like, yeah. yeah. You know, it's all kind of a Japanese, pot, you know? Filipino, traditional Hawaiian, yeah, Fujian. Yeah. Every, it's like, it's what, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on over there. Yeah. So, pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, pineapple. Jason, I just see? had Jason gets it. I just yeah. had the pineapple. wax paper um, Hawaiian pasta salad. Have you guys had it? What the, the, uh, the wax paper one? Yeah, wax paper. They're like, oh, I didn't even know they our, had one. Have you tried our pasta salad? And I was like, no. I'm like, what's in it? And like, oh, it's a Hawaiian one. It's like this really crazy pasta that's like a interesting shape that I forgot the name of it, but it was it like translates to. Your hand gestures make me think it's big. It's, it's <laughs> You're like, trying to sign it right now. It's about now. <laughs> two inches. It's like a long elbow. And, okay. it's, and it, it was meant to be served to somebody to like have them choke on it. Like, like it uh, translates to like strangling aggressive. or like choking. Mm-hmm. Not because the pasta is like noose-like in shape, but it's like an odd shape that's meant to get lodged in the throat of like an enemy. So it's a fetish salad. A little bit of a fetish like, we I need forgot. To get, We need to get Zach Pollock back on here. Mm-hmm. Break it down, ZP. Yeah, but it has like like really good chunks of fresh ham, yeah. fresh pineapple. There's like a jalapeno aioli. There's some raw, raw green garbanzo beans in there. Mm, damn, like 
some really good cheese and then like togarashi sprinkled on top. And I was like, that's that's your pasta salad? See, I feel that like sounds great. wax paper. If I had to like, l- like list restaurants that I wish I could go to more and like don't just because I have to like eat a bunch of places, which mm-hmm. is not a bad thing at all. But mm-hmm. wax paper would be for sure top of the list. Like that's a so great, great place to be a regular. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like, I yeah, agree. I I'm, and I'm we're we're lucky to be some regulars. Oh, I can just cruise down hearts. the Atwater Riverbed path. Yeah, ride our bikes. I can That's I can I could go there without even entering onto a major street. That pasta salad, though, I mean, I again, I need to try theirs, but pasta salad is. I mean, is that your kryptonite? No, it's just such a staple in Hawaii. It's so rare. Oh, right. that there's a dish that isn't served with a scoop of pasta salad and a scoop of rice. Mm-hmm. It's like. The the two will never be apart, and the two will always be present. Yeah, pasta salad, double is carb action, Hawaiian always. version so, of yeah. beans. Yeah, and by the time it's done, like the plate usually is like an eight times carb situation. Like yeah. it's just like, and it's so white. The word for carb translates to food. I'm pretty sure in Hawaiian. Are people fat in Hawaii? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Only in like a cool Samoan guy who could like yeah. beat the crap out of you. With. Yeah, yeah. Everyone up, in Hawaii Howie. is fat, and they're like they live to 102 and are like they can run faster than I can. Yeah, yeah. We've all seen Moana. Okay. The best, uh, the best thing we ate all week. For me, I think, uh, to go back to our Super Bowl things, I think it was Andre prepared. Andre's been making a lot of brisket lately, and that's been really delicious. But he made, uh, he made a dip. It was a queso. Ooh. Crock-pot queso. A white uh, queso. A, a queso blanco. Yeah. Mm. But the blanco was uh, just littered with blood sausage. Mm-hmm. From uh, from Standings Butcher, maybe? Yeah, from Ooh. Standings. So a blood sausage queso out. blanco is one of those things where you're eating it, and nobody knew it's a great way to hide blood sausage for somebody who's afraid to eat blood sausage because it's sausage with blood in it. Right. It's the opposite of sneaking in vegetables for kids, basically. Right. But I will say, if you've never had blood sausage, <clears throat> it crisps up. You, you, it's cooked when you get it. You mm-hmm. don't get blood sausage raw. I think it's usually steamed. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't tell somebody and you cooked it, the right way, they wouldn't know. It's not like yeah. runny. I mean, yeah, I you think would have like no the idea. idea of it in your head if you never had it is something kind of very intense and and theatrical or crazy. It, it's just a firm, normal sausage that kind of cooks almost like chorizo. Like mm-hmm. you split it and or you slice it and then yeah. you fry those and flip them like the Spanish do Marcia with like rice and there's usually a grain mixed in. Standings doesn't do. Any, I think everything they serve is gluten free, including all of their sausages. So they, he was saying he makes a point of not having anything in there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, Keep talking. <laughs> yeah. And then, and do, do you ever has Jared ever told you about his raw dog food? I'm so fascinated. Yeah, with it. it's amazing. Yeah, I it blew my mind when he's like, we have to add a little bit of the like the leftover uh, whatever the stuff that comes out of the juicer when you juice vegetables, like the pulp. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. Like it mimics when a dog like eats a bird. They have like what's in their stomach. In their stomach. And I was like, yeah. that's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of dark. That's crazy. really amazing. And then also when you're a butcher shop and you're like, we've really just like you you think sausages are the last stop on the train of like using up all the parts of the animal, and they're like, no. One further dog yeah, going deep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> um, but I would, I would say that would be my, that would be my favorite thing. And, and everyone kept eating it and not really knowing, like nobody could guess that it was blood sausage, right? That was like sautéed into little kind of ground beef, ground beef bits, and then mixing with the queso. 
But it's just kind of like, what is that? I don't know what it is. It keeps you coming back for Can't more. stop munching it. I really wanted to slather that on a cheesesteak, perhaps. Really elevate it up into a little mm. bit of a gamey situation. Yeah, that I couldn't. I wasn't sure what to do for a dip, and then I wanted to do like a queso fundido or a queso blanco, and then I was like, "Well, then let's have like a little like." But the week before, we you had given me a blood sausage from there, and it's, it's, it was so what a fun gift. It was Put so the fun in fundido. Yeah, it was just so good. But it's it's spiced with like a little bit of allspice, and I think like a little bit of coriander, and it's got all the blood spices. It's a little, yeah, all the blood, <laughs> classic blood spice, all mm-hmm. the metal spices. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was good. Thanks. Can you look in the flavor bible and just look up blood and see what pairs well with blood? I, I guarantee. Come on, you cookbook a, man. Do you know? I guarantee. Yeah. You there's an I think entry I have a copy of that somewhere. I think I bought it and was super stoked to he's read it and never read it. Right, right, right. Oh, he's got it. Right it's the only cookbook book. to own. All you need. I it's mean, literally I the bible. Say there's two. Flavor. Night market. It is the bible of flavor. Bible. Yeah, get night market too. Just yeah, to this is cover two, your bases. You I have both of those books. They're right there. Uh, they never leave my chair. That's under the table that nobody can see. So that was my fave thing. But also his, his brisket. Mm. You make a brisket? Yeah, it's getting there. He makes a brisket. It's getting there. Is it like a... It's a little bit of a cheater's brisket. Okay. In the oven? or No. It's like I get a whole packer's brisket. So oh, like yeah. 15 to 20 pounds. Yeah. And then sous vide it for two days, three days. And then smoke it for like five. Mm. Got a wow. little, little mix about cheaters. Mm. I don't have... I don't... This is this is bullshit, but it's not bullshit. But I only have I have like a balcony, yeah. Oh, so I'm yeah. limited in space and to what I can have, and I love a big green egg. I don't even have room for like a large. Well, I probably could do a large, but anyways, point is like it's not f- it, even if I could really pack in stuff on my balcony, it's not fun to cook like just jammed in without able to move and like so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a, to hey, make do. Barbecue's with, hard, man. Yeah, you're making it happen. So I was trying to. I'm tr- trying to kind of accommodate what I have access to space and equipment-wise. Mm. Cheaters. I like it. And then you pass on all that savings to the people who aren't buying it because it's not for sale. But like, <laughs> That's right. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm assuming it's cheaper to sous vide something for two days than to smoke it for a day. Yeah. With just the cost of some quality wood. The wood and yeah. then also time. Just all the and smoke you're putting out too. I'm sure your neighbors aren't going to be... Super yeah. stoked on that. Mm. There's ways to bribe them with brisket. Mm, there you go. Bless them with a flap. See, that's see that might have been the downfall of um, the burger pop up is that he didn't he didn't toss those burgers around to the neighbors enough. Oh, but he oh, but he did. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I, oh man, I'm, I'm sure. sure he, like, yeah. yeah, we we eat so many burgers. Stop, <laughs> please. Give us money instead. No more burger. <laughs> you have so much money now. Give us some. What's the, be- what's the best thing you had all week, Andre? It was the uh, this pork dish at Hokan Noodle, and I hope I haven't said it's one of my favorite things before because it's one of my favorite mm. things before. Hokan Noodle on Sunset, on Sunset, mm. I love that spot. It used to be on Hollywood, and they moved like a year ago to a much better spot a year and a half ago. No but, beer, mm, no beer. But they're also they changed the menu in a huge bummer way since I've been in recently, or maybe like six months. For listeners, it's spelled H O Y dash K A. But they used to do a small and a large, and mm, they're famous yeah. for their noodle soups: boat noodle soup, tom yum noodle soup, mm-hmm. a, a jade noodle. But I think they stole the jade noodle from SAP, Sap. because mm. jade noodle wasn't on the menu when they were on Hollywood. There's a whole like Thai noodle soup war going on yeah. between like Hoka yeah. and Samum Tang. Well, you know the, like, the women who run uh, Love to Eat. Here's, they, your, ne- they here's your next story. Run, yep. They used to run uh, 
Hoi Ka. And yep. So there's like a little, like, a lot of people have kind of moved in and out of Hoi Ka. Also, no better name for a restaurant than Love to Eat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but also, the there's like different owners who have sold the business and then a year later reopened in Thai Town a new one. And the people are like, yeah. what? You sold me this business? Like, there's like, mm-hmm. that's a ripe story is the, the Thai noodle wars. You thought the rub and tugs were on fire. No, no, no. We're talking jade noodles. <laughs> But they um they have a dish. Uh oh, I should have written it down. I'm pretty sure it's called like, oh, sneaky police, pork. Yeah? I think sneaky it's called pork. sneaky pork. Oh, I think but I know what not, you're talking it's about. It's not on the menu. It's on their specials board, but their specials board hasn't changed since they opened. So, mm-hmm. but it's not on the menu. But it's, I mean, it's heavy fish sauce flavored, but it's grilled and then chopped, and it's. Ooh. Well, probably one of my favorite things of anywhere in Thai town as far as like a protein main dish to eat with just rice. It is called sneaky pork. Called I just sneaky looked pork. It up. Okay, oh. good, 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 good. So is it with, do you do it with sticky rice or is it more? No, it's just like, it's just served like an a la carte dish and then you get a side of rice and that's it. But like in that vein of meats as opposed to like a noodle dish that serves like, mm, yeah, you know, there's yeah. like this very specific like pod crow or whatever. Yeah. I've never, I gotta go try that. Man, but it's really good. Pork. It's really good, and it's not heavy. And it like to me, there's also I'm always trying to figure out what I can order on top of a noodle soup because like, well, I can't get more noodles. I don't like it's yeah, like yeah. real. It's like a lot of meat, not a lot of other stuff. It's great, just meat and green. Good thinking. Yeah. yeah, love it. All right, buddy. Did mm. you? I, I know I, for, I forgot to tell you a warning, but also you've listened to the pod before. You knew oh, this no. was inevitable. Yeah, I knew. I knew it was coming. I mean, I'm sure there's. It's a deep well you get to pull well, out of as far I as like. I hesitate because I feel like well. I like, you know, you guys got like homespun things. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fancy boy, but this is a fancy pick. I like fancy I went picks. to, I went yeah, to yeah. the, uh, the Rogue Experience, the Rogue Experience, which is this new Wolfgang never, Puck thing. I don't know. So about I think it opened last year and it's Wolfgang Puck. He has like a, a kitchen studio space in the Pacific Design Center. Oh, wow. And so, like, basically... I just yeah. heard about uh, yeah. Phil Rosenthal talking about yeah. this. It's great! No, it's not a Phil... Spot on impersonation. <laughs> uh, but basically, it's like, yeah, like, he'll have rotating chefs from the Wolfgang Empire. Yeah. Um, Which is... The Austrian Empire. Some incredible <laughs> people to pull from. Yeah, well, That's I think That's a good now, bullpen. I think they're going... I asked them about it. I'm like, well, how far have they come from? And then they were like... Well, we've only gotten as far as Vegas, but like, <laughs> sure. so I think they're. But they have a guy from LA. San Diego who drove up last yeah. week. <laughs> so I think they're going. We like, had Calabasas this week, yeah. <laughs> but I it's like a, year, it's like a test kitchen, and like all of, yeah. like some bigger chefs in the area will yeah. all come together and work on stuff for a yeah. week or yeah. whatever, and then at the end of it, a, a small selection of lucky people can come and test all the yeah. food. Right? It's, it wasn't ridiculous. I mean, it was it was one seventy five a person. Which is expensive, obviously, but like mm-hmm. I'm surprised I think it was a lot more before. I complain about money all the time, obviously, if you've heard this before, and mm-hmm. to me that sounds like yeah, that's price fair. Mm-hmm. It's an experience. Yeah. You're not going yeah. there for dinner. And I saw yeah. you post some of the stuff on your Instagram, and it, and all I was like, that looks really good. That looks yeah. really good. Like there's no bullshit on there. There's yeah. no like filler stuff that I was not into. Like everything you posted was like, wow, this is, yeah. this looks delicious and forward thinking and interesting and yeah, odd and the- combos of stuff. I think I think they're gonna kind of they were saying they're gonna kind of turn it up next year with uh, having more chefs come in and because I think uh, Dave Barron from Dialogue the chef at Dialogue Dialogue he <laughs> Dialogue 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 uh, and Dialogue he like 
can't, he that guy's was doing there. Some weird shit. Oh, some really weird shit. It's awesome. Uh, he like came to LA and was there for a while before he opened his own spot. So now they kind of got some people who are fixtures. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I think his name was Byron. By- uh, Wolfgang Puck's son was there. He's like twenty two. Mm. Byron. No, he's is he uh, hot? <laughs> he's yeah. He's got the he's got the what the the kind of flip come over. You know. Got it. Um, That's all I needed to hear. But uh, yeah, uh, he's like twenty two, and he's you know. I was like, little nepotiz, got the hookup, working in. No, he, he's good. His dishes were really good. Um, but uh, they had a dish early on, and it was a scallop that had been, like, cooked uh, and then rolled out, like, flat almost. And then they sliced it like it was noodles, and they kind of served it in sheets. And it, like, was basically, like, if you had dim sum, it's, like, the little rice rolls, mm-hmm. like, super tender and, like, it was nuts. It was good. It was mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the kind of like light coconut milk uh, sauce and some, oh God, I'm forgetting, but a tomatillo or something. And it was like, it was almost a little bit like a ceviche, mm. a, a really light one. Um, but yeah, the, is, the noodle thing blew my mind. I'd never had, you know, scallops in that way. And I didn't even know you could like roll out a scallop. Like I've never had that you know? before. But so. I, re- I was trying to picture it. And when you describe... Sorcery, that dim, like a similar to a dim sum flat rice noodle. I was like, oh yeah, I could totally see it now. Yeah, yeah. And they put some. Uh, I think they diced up some either celery or celery act in the middle, and it was mm-hmm. like all poached in dashi or whatever. I mean, there's some. Yeah, it was some some fancy boy stuff. But their their Instagram is it Rogue LA? I think. I think Rogue LA. It's a puck so, up. That's a puck pop yeah. up. So yeah, pucks man. Yeah, he's got he's got tentacles. I think he's man. onto something. Yeah. I hope, right. he, I hope he stays in food. Yeah. This kid's got a future. Watch out for him. He's yep. coming up. Buddy, thank you for doing this. My pleasure. Thanks, it was a treat Truly having, some, uh, so having a fun. great mind on the show. Wow. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of great minds on the show. Yeah. 50-50. No, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Ones. For sure. Um, you can check out your work in Los Angeles Magazine every month. Yes. And people can follow you on, what's your Instagram? G underscore Sny. G underscore Sny, and you could look at all of his envious meals that he eats too much of. And when you go on these meals to these restaurants, can you invite us to them, please? I will consider it. I think I might be going to Major Demo tonight if you want to come. You want to roll? You fucking asshole. (laughs) That's my drop. That's my. You can follow me at them jeans. We have to talk about some stuff now. Uh, You can find me at Major Demo tonight. Andre Conopar has no social media because he is a one. Cool cucumber. Nope. Missing out on a lot of stuff. The Stu. <laughs> Learning now, I'm missing out on a lot of stuff. TheStuPodcast.com is a website where all the episodes live. Support us by going to it and telling a friend. That's all we ask. Thanks for doing this, Garrett. My pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Bye. 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 <laughs>